When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. on Carol Ann. We caroled for 1988's Annfest Carol Ann. And Adam <laughs> caroled his eyes out with a rusty Ann. Scott's questioning how Ann up you have to be to carol to kill yourself. And Matt hops in the tub to carol both of his hands. Point is, this Carol Ann left us in a state of post-watching Carol Annis. And we're here to Ann up and discuss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you made that through with minimal error. That's pretty good. Okay, so we're going to talk about Poltergeist 3, which was picked by our friend Plymouth, or I guess formerly our friend Plymouth. We're not friends anymore. (laughs) So I know for a fact I'm the one that hated this movie the least, and I still didn't like it very much, so this is is going to be an interesting episode, everybody. But here we go. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Oh, shit. Are we talking about Poltergeist 3? One second. Okay. <laughs> so we okay. So since we keep bringing up the Carol Ann part, I forget which critic it is. I think it might have been Roger Ebert wrote wrote a review that when he went and saw this film in theaters, the audience became so frustrated that they started yelling the name of the character back at the screen whenever they would yell Carol Ann. Carol Ann. <laughs> Carol Ann. Me? No, 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 no. Carol Ann. You, buddy. Porter Guys Three. Kicks off with Carol Ann. Carol Ann! <laughs> Carol Ann! <laughs> in, a, in a hotel room watching a window washer who then reveal, reveals himself to be a creepy man in a hat and suit. I hadn't watched Portergeist 2 in a while. Turns out that this is Reverend Kane, who is the villain in the second movie. Hey, quick side note. I watched 1, 2, and 3 in succession, and that was a fucking mistake. Oh, <laughs> One of those movies is really good. Uh, not so much when you watch it in succession. 
how how was two? I don't think I've ever seen Poltergeist two. It's it? bad. It's there's, not Poltergeist three bad, but it's pretty bad. It's got a the pretty sweet. The special are sweet though. Yeah, there's a pretty sweet scene with a giant worm that I always remember. Oh, the the worm puke part that freaked me out so bad as like an eleven year old watching it now. It's just like really silly, but man. The practical effects in part two are killer. Yeah, Except when you go to the other side, it's crap. But, I mean, whatever. I honestly do think that part two might be a little bit better on the practical effects side of things. Because, man, that that scene in, in the first one where the dude peels his face off, when you watch that now as a grown-up, you're like, well, you can really fucking see the, the wizard behind the curtain on that special effect. Where he just he suddenly <laughs> becomes like a wax figure and shit. And he's just like... <laughs> the most disturbing part, I think, of part two, and if we're talking about most disturbing parts of, of each movie... Uh, in part one, obviously, it's the guy peeling his face off. So when the kid who has braces, the braces, like, come alive and they wrap him up a la Suspiria, but they're not razor wire this time, that's still pretty freaky. And it's really good special effects that, I mean, still hold up, what, 25 years on, so. All right. Well, okay, so you watched these all in succession, so maybe you can answer this for me, because I didn't. Did Carol Ann just become a worse actress as each movie went on? I think that they relied more heavily upon her each time, and she was just a kid. All right, so now she's staying with her aunt and her aunt's new husband in a hotel that the husband is, like, the manager for, or or something like that. Yeah, yeah please, someone explain to me what the fuck he okay. does and what his job is. I have no idea. He's, like, I think he's the main trust holder or something. Like, he's, like, the architect... Of I mean, not, not not like he wrote not not like he made the actual building, but I think that he was like in charge of the whole project. And can I just say this is the stupidest logical leap for any horror movie that we've discussed? I think it is this whole stupid bullshit where it's like, oh, the parents don't want Carol Ann with them, so they're gonna take her in this huge high rise in New York City just because they wanted to have a different building that they could haunt. It's just so terrible. Yeah. Well, really and that's sucks. the thing. Like, I, I have, like, such an issue with the whole, like, like, I get that one element of it is, like, oh, they're trying to keep Carol Ann hidden away from Reverend Kane or something like that. But it never comes off that way. It comes off like the family's sick of this ghost bullshit. And that completely goes against what the whole fucking plot line of the first two movies were about how they would go through anything to save their daughter. So and then that, it's, that's fully reinforced when the aunt is like, I don't want to fucking deal with this anymore either. Like, everyone <laughs> in this family hates Carol Ann. Nobody Carol Ann! Please so, finish with the plot of this film. So, garbage. So, so Carol Ann goes to this special school where the principal, uh, Dr. Satan, whose name sounds so close to Satan, it's not even funny. It's We're watching House of a Thousand Corpses. corpses. Dr. Satan! Uh, he's convinced that Carol Ann has the ability to create mass hypnosis. And what's insane to me... jump. So bad. It's amazing because he has literally no evidence for his theories and yet manages to convince everybody of his bullshit all the time. And I don't get it. The absolute most egregious example of that is the coffee cup. That is by far the stupidest fucking thing. <laughs> like, so, so they're in a room. Carol Ann is, is, you know, trying to demonstrate for him, like, or, or he has her under hypnosis or something like that. Long story short, people are watching through a one-way mirror, and a coffee cup sort of levitates up and smashes through the mirror. And then when they look back, the coffee cup is still there. So he says to the woman behind the mirror, oh, see, she gave you a hypnotic suggestion for you to smash the glass. Well, if the coffee cup was coming from the other side of the mirror, 
all the glass would be smashed inward towards <laughs> those people, not outwards. And also, no, shut up. Fuck you. It's so fucking stupid. Like, oh. <laughs> well, no, like, I think that, that at least Adam and I are, like, unnecessarily upset by how <laughs> stupid this film is. Do you Man, know Scott who... is talking about, Scott's talking about logic jumps. This movie jumps a shark every 45 seconds. It goes from, like, stupid to stupider. Do you want Tweedledee or Tweedledummer? I don't know what the fuck, man. Like, so God. do you know who the actor is that plays Dr. Uh, Satan? <laughs> Just call him Dr. Satan. It's easier. Fine, Dr. Satan. No, who? Okay, his name's Richard F- Fire, and I, I looked him up just out of curiosity. He's only ever acted in one other movie in his entire career. He's more famous because he's the writer of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. So for some reason, they were just like, yep, that guy. We're going to put him in, uh, in Portuguese 3 for what you know the what? fuck reason. That, that makes sense to me that he would write that movie because he must have like a pretty strong emotional connection to it because he acts like a fucking sociopath. He's just putting <laughs> on a human front for this entire fucking movie, just pretending to have emotions. Uh, all right, so, so Carol Ann keeps seeing this creepy dude, Reverend Kane, in pretty much various mirrors throughout the hotel, which this hotel has too many goddamn mirrors. <laughs> like oh, this game, mirrors. Don't, don't even question. <laughs> uh, but somehow Reverend Kane has found Carol Ann, and he is... And then that delightful lady from all the other movies goes into route to save her. Uh, I think her name's Tangin Tanja. Um, her name in the movie is pronounced Tangina, but we are most definitely not going to be pronouncing it that way. <laughs> on this podcast. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait! So isn't she the one who's going to make us all cookies, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> that's the that's the word on the street. And um, friendship necklaces, apparently. <laughs> so eventually, Carol Ann and her step cousin Donna and Donna's boyfriend Steve all get kidnapped by Reverend. Donna Kane. really needs to get her head out of her pants. It's crazy. <laughs> like I, I'm a dude, and I was never that horny. Like that stupid horny where I'm like, I know it's high school, but she's like, ugh. I just, I don't care. I just, I just want to get touched. She's so horny. She's endangering the lives of everyone around her. Yes. She sucks. (laughs) She sucks so hard. So the ghost returns Steve, but then they're going to try to steal Carol Ann's aunt instead. But that's when Tangina arrives and tries to free both Carol Ann and Donna. But Tangina dies almost immediately and Donna rips herself out of Tangina's body. Matt, please, please. Tangina. Tangina, sorry. But is is that the real Donna? Well, it's not. And she murders Dr. Satan. And then at the end, Carol Ann's aunt and husband manage to save Carol Ann by proving that they love her. Uh, and also with the help of Tangina, whose ghost uh, comes and walks Reverend Henry into the light, which is what he needed Carol Ann for. Or whatever, I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> the, so, so like, so Reverend. So the only positives that I have in this movie, and they, and they are very minor fucking positives, is that it is impressive to me that pretty much all these effects were done within the ca- like in camera. Like that's a tough fucking thing to pull off, and that's kind of cool that they even attempted it. But whatever. Uh, that's yeah. all anybody ever talks about as far as this movie is concerned. You go yeah. on the internet, you go on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and all that shit. The only positive aspect that anybody can talk about is the 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 way that they did those camera tricks. Well, guess what? It doesn't it doesn't save this fucking movie. It does not no. make it any kind of redeemable or anything. Like it's it's still absolutely <laughs> fucking 
garbage. Matt's choking right now with how shitty this <laughs> fucking is. The, o- <laughs> the only other thing is, like, the character of Reverend Kane is kind of creepy looking, but, like, it sucks all the fun out of the original film. And they have so much explanation for shit beyond the simplicity of just, this house is on Indian burial ground. That's all you fucking need it in the first movie. This one, it's like, all types of wacky, he's the ghost of a cult leader, and Carol Ann had been chosen by blah blah blah, and I don't Care. No one cares. Here, let me <laughs> like, let me let me help this movie. Carolan was born on an Indian burial ground. There you go. Now the boat, now the ghosts <laughs> think that they own her. There you go. You have a, a million movies worth of, of fucking explanation. That's all you need. There you go. I just helped you. Yeah, they just don't know what the fuck is going on in this movie. Like they have no clue. The whole damn film. Me neither. Me neither. I haven't got any idea. I watched this movie yesterday. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> well, can we talk about how you took a, a week break mid-movie, or did you start okay. back from the beginning? No, yes. Okay, so I watched uh, I watched Trick or Treat and attempted to watch Poltergeist 3 in succession. I got through Trick or Treat, which, while it was fucking stupid, was still a lot of fun, and I uh, I started into Poltergeist 3. 40 minutes into the movie, I was so angry that I was just yelling at everything that every character was doing on the screen. And I got, I got so angry and frustrated that I shut it off. I did not watch it again until yesterday. So that was a full week's time that I gave between the first half and the second half of this movie. Which, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is the only way to do it. That's the only way that even <laughs> that mildly... Must be why, that, that must be what just screwed me over so bad was because I watched it all in one sitting. Uh, do you know what I did while I was watching Poltergeist 3? Uh, I, is it suitable for work? Yeah, yeah. I ate a pizza. I folded laundry and put it away. I read a chapter of a book. That's how fucking boring this movie is, is that I chose to do chores and eat something instead of focus on this movie whenever I was like, all right, I'm going to go do this now. Well, to be honest, you're constantly eating things. We can't even record an episode of this podcast <laughs> without you be eating something at the same time. Hey, he's been pretty good lately. Do you remember that, that time that Scott ate a piece of candy on, on the episode? <laughs> <laughs> and we chewed about for like 10 minutes. <laughs> we got to find that episode so we can uh, make that a retroactive episode one day because that is, that is gold. Okay, so uh, you, you said that Reverend Kane is creepy. That I disagree with. I, th- I think he looks better in the second one than he does in this one. But like the window washer scene i thought was okay or she looks down and he kind of there's this fucking creepy old man staring back up that definitely wasn't the original window washer well that's exactly it every time that they want to ghost somebody up or make them look creepy in this movie they just make them look old which i'm like okay yeah the ravages of age that's scary i guess getting old something to be scared of i don't fucking know like that uh or, or they get put in, like, a vegetable dehydrator and get all the moisture sucked out of them. Which is equally scary, so just, you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, this movie's so bad. It's boring, too. You're right. It's so fucking boring. Why did you pick this, Plymouth? What the fuck, man? <laughs> I think she really is messing with us. It, yeah. It's got to be one of two reasons. Or three reasons. One of three reasons. Reason number one, Scott's theory. She's just fucking with us. Reason number two... She thinks that the fact that the effects were done practically in camera is cool. Number three, she had never seen this before, but everyone told her that it was really good. Because there are fucking people on the internet that'll tell you this movie's really fucking good. (laughs) There are. There are people that write fucking essays defending this movie. I don't understand. 
I don't get that. Yeah. I don't think anybody that listens to this podcast, at least, I'm sure Canon will have read some fucking book about it. <laughs> he'll, have, he'll have something good to say. I but... cannot wait. <laughs> I'm going to have a really good time in, what is it, two weeks when we discuss uh, – he picked Creepshow 2, right? Yeah, he didn't want us oh to God. pick it, but we picked it for I'm going to be like, what book did you read for this? <laughs> uh, he's going to say EC Comics and a couple Stephen King books, probably. I mean, that would make sense, right? I actually have read The Raft, so I can, I can help him out. I've, read, I've read that, too. <laughs> I've read it within the last calendar year, so fuck you guys both. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm, I've, I've said my, my piece about Poltergeist 3. Scott, you got anything else to add, or are we going to listen to some no. notes? All right, here's some notes. All right, good, because I got some great fucking notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so notes for Poltergeist 3. First note, we're five minutes in. I am not excited for this movie. This is not going in any kind of direction that I'm looking forward to. Her name's Tangina. Oh, Tangina, eh? At least she's letting it get some sun. <laughs> I'm ripping you. I'm nudging you in the ribs right now. <laughs> um, okay, these people live in like a literal house of mirrors. Like there's mirrors on every wall. Like uh, there's mirrors in in their bathrooms and bedrooms. Everything's mirrored. That in in uh, Carol Ann's room, the the you can't even see the door. The door itself is just a one big mirror. Like what the fucking like you you don't think you would get like nauseous after a while? If everywhere you went, there was millions of reflections of just like, oh, that wouldn't be, I'd be uncomfortable. And, and I mean, you're in a poltergeist movie. Don't you know that like the last place you want to be is around mirrors? I don't know. You know what makes a, what makes a good movie? Having tons of uh, child actors in it. That's always a recipe for a good fucking <laughs> That's movie. always your favorite thing. I know that you beg me to only pick movies with a full cast of child actors. <laughs> yes, yes. It's kind please. of disturbing. I've been meaning to ask you about that. <laughs> I hope that when Fallout 4 comes out, they allow me to kill small children again, because I miss that feature. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know what other movie had uh, High Rise in it? Gremlins 2. You know what movie I wish I was watching right now? <laughs> Gremlins, Gremlins 2. 2. <laughs> Fuck, this is so bad. Oh, it's just making me yearn for better movies. So what if we took this plot, right, and we replaced Reverend Henry with a whole bunch of Gremlins and remade this as Gremlins 3... <laughs> The mirrors. With right, Tangina I, comes back too. Like we bring in Tangina back from the dead. We throw, we throw her in there. You know, would this movie improve vastly with the addition of Gremlins? I I have one con- contractual ob- obligation that you need to fulfill. They need to murder the shit out of Carol Ann in the first five minutes of this movie. If just like a swarm of gremlins got her, I'd be so okay, happy. So flip side, what if instead of Gizmo, it's Carol Ann that gets water poured on her and then they all just pop out of her back? <laughs> and there's an army of Carol Ann. I don't want that. Maybe just like Carol Ann forever. Um, also, here's a little Debbie Downerness. Um, she died right after filming this, so yep. I don't know if we should really be making jokes about Carol Ann. Uh, you know what? That was what, 15, 25 years ago? I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh my the, God. The cutoff, it's not the a, cutoff day. It's the cutoff 20 years, right? jokes is 22.5 years, so yeah. we're good. <laughs> I just feel bad. It, it, it's a sad story. I think I read that there's a doc being made called The Portergeist Curse, just about oh. like 
which I you know what I don't think it's I don't think it's a good idea for a documentary, but I'll still watch it because I do find it interesting that so many people who worked on these films did die insanely young under weird circumstances. But yeah, I I I think that we're we're living in an all right world where there's no more poltergeist movies. <laughs> Except for that that remake that nobody saw, and I almost forgot existed when I said that sentence. I heard that that was pretty funny. So I think it was like a red letter media review or something where just um, who was in that? Who was it that Sam Rockwell? He was in that movie, and apparently the whole second act of the movie, he just acts pissed off and annoyed that there's ghosts around him. (laughs) Like he's not scared or like worried. He's just angry. He's like, for fuck's sakes, get these ghosts out of here! Like this is annoying. (laughs) I've got shit I gotta do. Fuck. Um, Okay, so what is Tom Skerritt's job in this building? I know we we just discussed this, but he he has a really nice fancy office. He gets his built-in like penthouse living area and. And yet, when when pipes freeze, people come and tell him about that. Like, is he the super building manager? Yeah, and when glass cracks, that's something he needs to know about as well. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> so I mean, this is the Very scariest movie. This is the scariest ever. movie I've ever seen. Like, I, it's terrifying. I've never been so scared of a movie in my entire life. <laughs> I could have I could have been six years old and watched this, and I would have been like, "Mom, this is boring. Can we just shut this off? Like, there's no there's no tension. There's no anything. It's honestly just people looking at you through mirrors every once in a while. That's it. Like, where? Why is that scary? It's, <laughs> it's like how you like piddled out of that. Like, yeah. he just because like, it's so he can't even make jokes about how depressingly bad this movie is. I had to go to a wake this weekend. And this movie was still the most depressing thing that I had to watch this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because it's because you saw Tangina die, and you're like, "No, <laughs> Tangina, no, Carolyn, save her!" I <laughs> I still don't understand what happened. Like, she got slammed into the mirror and immediately turned into a like hundred year old corpse. Oh, oh, you just wait. You just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I'm so, jumping ahead of the of the notes. So Dr. Satan is like the most melodramatic, overacting piece of garbage that I've ever seen in a movie. Like a Carol Ann is way like way far and above a better actor than this guy is. Like he is just horrendous in this movie. And it grinds any kind of, you know, suspension of disbelief that you have to an absolute halt when this guy gets on screen and he's like She's committing acts of hypnotic suggestion. Like, he's really putting it on and hamming it up, and it's just awful. Um, Here's a note I had. Uh, Please, somebody come slit my wrist. That's a note. Um, So, Carol Ann is crying in in a scene, and it, it does not look like normal tears. It looks like she has, like, olive oil running down her face, coming out of her tear ducts. She's crying this, like, weird, super viscous substance, and it weirded me out. Uh, at this point, I just drew a small picture of a poo with stink lines coming out of it. That's a, that's a note I made on my notepad. <laughs> Can you please scan and add that to the Facebook page I when will this episode absolutely, goes up? <laughs> I will absolutely take a picture of that for you, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Tom Skerritt is giving Donna 
a lot of on-the-mouth kiss in this movie. It happens on three separate occasions, and it makes me really uncomfortable every time that it happens. Uh, it's gross. So they go down to that art show. <laughs> so that's the way it is in their family. It might actually, the second, I, I, I take that back. One of the times that it happens, it's actually Ghost Donna. He definitely got, you know, pretty close to ghost sex there. <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> They go, they're at the art show, and for some reason, at the entrance to the art show, there is three people dressed in full karate outfits. I don't know what they're doing or why they're there, but just faintly in the background, you can see that people wearing, like, karate kimonos or whatever are greeting people at the door of this art show. How do you know that you're bad as an actor? The speak and spell has more emotional depth in its voice than you do. (laughs) That scene happens where they're they're down there trying to get into the pool and they're like sneaking around the cameras. Everybody has such big 80s hair, Donna mostly, that there's no way that you're sneaking underneath that camera. Like they can definitely see your big feathered quaffs and shit <laughs> poking out the top. <laughs> well, we see we see all the uh, the ice and stuff freezing everything up. I just wrote down all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's jokes from Batman and Robin. <laughs> uh, just. You know, I, 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 I seriously, I have them all here. I was like, do you know what killed the dinosaurs? The ice age. Like, I just was bored. I had nothing else to do while I was watching this movie. This movie's terrible, but it is making me hungry for seafood. That was some good-looking seafood they had set up there. <laughs> I'm so, really hungry for an icy because there's a shitload of fake ice everywhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, Tangina is introduced... Super happy about that. She is the most unintentionally hilarious part of this movie. She's so (laughs) funny. Is her necklace made of tiny guitars? Is that what that is? I was not paying that much attention to her necklace. No, and I was watching it in kind of shitty quality. So I don't. I think they were tiny guitars, though. That's what they look like. Anyways, we're down at the pool with Donna and her boyfriend, and they get into the security office. And she changes the monitor, the one that's monitoring the pool, to uh, skip back like two hours and just keep repeating, you know, an empty room and stuff. You know there's fucking children that live in this building, Donna. Okay? What if one of them fell in that pool and fucking drowned? Nobody would know, and that would be your fault. She is thinking with her crotch. Yep, absolutely. Donna's just got the vapors. She really is not (laughs) not thinking clearly. So when that scene happened, I'm like, oh, it's like speed. I believe I believe Keanu says I saw this once in Border Guys. (laughs) (laughs) Also, spoilers for speed. I believe that movie was called The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down. (laughs) Donna is like, uh, I forget what her and her boyfriend, her her and Steve are talking about, but she just keeps saying no, and Steve really aggressively is like, yes, uh, Donna, yeah. And it's like, he won't take no for an answer? And I'm like, whoa, this is fucking creepy. This is is making me uncomfortable. Things were different back then. Yeah, that's no back in the eighties. Oh, no means no business was just that. That's that's much later than Poltergeist three. Maybe Poltergeist three was one of the reasons why they decided to do no means no. Well, I want. Can somebody from our audience get a picture uh, from of Steve looking really creepy in Poltergeist three? And I just put the words no means no, and then hashtag consent is sexy. Underneath that for me, because I would really appreciate that. So I envision this. Uh, You're trapped in an isolated hotel. Uh, You're there with your friend who's a writer. He seems to be a little bit off kilter. 
you approach his typewriter, and on the page, all you see are the words, Carol Ann, Carol Ann, <laughs> Carol Ann, Carol Ann, <laughs> repeated over and over and over. You're like, like imagine, imagine being friends with the dude that really be like, hey, bro. How's that script for Poltergeist 3 gone? Oh, it's good, man. It's good. I got 20 more pages done today. And you just pick up the pages and just care, man, over and over. Man, this would be such a piece of crap. Why are we still talking about this film? I'm so done with even the concept of having spent time on this piece of crap. I have uh, so much more notes left. So don't, <laughs> don't, don't I'm just get not going to interrupt. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you get through everything. I will be laughing but not commenting. <laughs> All right, fine. So I need to get a doctor in here. Can, can somebody explain to me, can you survive having three inches of ice encrusting your upper body and skull? <laughs> and as well as the inevitable concussion that you got from running headlong into a fucking window. Is he going to survive that? I don't think he's going to be okay. Who cares? So, uh, yeah, who cares? Steve can die. Uh, does Steve ever come back in the end of this movie? Yeah. Oh, right. oh my god. Yeah. He makes it back. No, no, because when the family, it's just Tom Skerritt, Donna, and uh, and Carol Ann that come out at the end. We oh, left well. Steve. We left Steve in the spirit world, guys. Holy well, shit. no, I thought he came back in that ice, and he was like normal Steve. It was just Donna who wasn't normal Donna. No, no, because remember, no, they they're meet both up wrong because they like start smiling and laughing or something. And he rips her fucking face off, and then they yeah. go Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, oh my god! This movie totally <laughs> forgot about Steve! <laughs> Steve, no! no Steve. He's still running around going like, Caroline! That's Poltergeist 4. It's like, you forgot me, Caroline. You left me behind. Dude, 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 I got it. Sam Rockwell as Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's so pissed off at the ghost. He's like, I had, I lived in the spirit world for like twenty years before I got out. I'm tired of these fucking ghosts. They don't pay their rent on time. They're shitty roommates. <laughs> now there's a scene between oh Steve and Doctor Satan, and Steve goes, um, <laughs> Steve, Steve goes, we we went down to the garage, and and they the, they fell into the puddle. They pulled them through the puddle. And the guy goes, but what puddle? And Steve goes. The one in the garage. And the other guy goes, <gasps> like, <"He's>, what? <laughs> he just told you. They're just repeating information, you idiot. What the fuck? <clears throat> wow. I'm allergic to how stupid this movie is. <laughs> yeah, we're all having crazy coughing fits. My lungs are full. <laughs> it's so garbage. I'm ah! like, full of ice and fog machine. Tangina <laughs> has a great, great line. She goes, what do you want? Tweedledum? Or Tweedledumber, or Tweedle. Do I seriously have to keep watching this movie? There's so much of this fucking movie. Left. There's a bunch of bad ADR where it makes Tangina's mouth look like it's not moving, even though words are coming out, which is kind of ironic because she looks just like a ventriloquist dummy. She really does. <laughs> Let's just agree that the, uh, to the fact that truly her best, her uh, her second best time on screen was definitely getting murdered by Leslie Vernon in Behind the Mask. Yeah, pretty much. She did yep. get two nominations for this movie, though. Were they Razzie nominations? She got a, she got both a Razzie nomination and a Saturn Award nomination for, for her Those performance in Portergeist 3. <laughs> also, they're synonymous with each other. So that's, <laughs> uh, There was that scene earlier where, whatever, they were trying to pull the ant through the door. 
And Tianjin is like, I can't believe you didn't realize that that wasn't Carol Ann. And then we get this scene where she's talking to Carol Ann in the mirror, and it takes her five fucking minutes to realize that it's actually Reverend Kane. Like, who, who, you're really eating your fucking words here, aren't you, Tianjin? Like, <laughs> screw you. Like, I'm a little confused on the timeline here. What came first, Tangina from Poltergeist 3 or the California Raisins? Because <laughs> <laughs> when they when she smacks into that mirror, oh my god, I, re- I rewound that like four fucking times. That was too funny. Oh, that was too funny. Oh Did not see god. that coming. That was pretty great. Um, apparently. Yeah. Do you think that that was like a fucking... Zelda was just like, I'm done with this shit. Like, I write me out of this movie right the fuck now. And they're like, all right, we're going to slam you in this mirror. And then we'll just real quickly have someone in the effects team throw together some shit and just whatever. We, we, we'll we get it done. <laughs> uh, guys, we don't really have an effect for this. You guys got any dummies in there? Yeah, we do. Just throw it under a heat lamp for a while. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man, this is such a piece of crap. <laughs> I can't remember what piece of crap it is. It's so fucking bad. But, but Scott, for real, all the effects were done. Caroline. <laughs> so, um, do you guys see this ancient shaman necklace? Well, one time I just saw a teenage girl explode out of an old woman's chest. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's pulling a Dr. Giggles for sure. Um, <laughs> Why are we still talking about this movie? I still have more notes. <laughs> you God, no. Okay, so uh, have we made it clear that Donna and her, her boyfriend Steve are ghosts at this point? No, we haven't. Well, Steve better rip a big fucking chunk of her face off then. That'll help the audience. We're dum-dums. We don't fucking know. This is the point in the movie where my suspension of disbelief was broke. Oh, it took um, this long? <laughs> it wasn't the coffee mug thing that we talked about earlier? No, it was not. Um, it, there's the Tom Skerritt and uh, Robocop's partner, whatever her name is. Um, <laughs> no, that's actually her, her full name. <laughs> that's her full name. Her name's Robo C partner um (laughs) (laughs) they're in that they're in the spirit world and all these uh all the everything's covered in ice they're in the parking garage tons of ice all over everything the sense of disbelief breaks when the cars immediately start up and start driving uh no i've seen cars that were that iced over Reverend Kane would have been at that thing with an ice scraper for like an hour before he ever even fucking got it started. Yeah, seriously, don't mess with the Canadian when it comes to (laughs) (laughs) To ice damage. Also, I'd never seen number two. So Reverend Kane with like his hat and his outfit and shit, he just looked like an Amish guy to me. So I was like, why is he driving that car? Isn't that like strictly forbidden for them to be driving cars like that? (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay, so Tangina is going to save his life or, or take him into the um, take him into the the light or whatever. Which, uh, hey, by the way, Reverend Kane, turn around. It's right fucking there. You could have walked there by yourself this whole time. <laughs> anyway, so she says something like, "I have both the knowledge and the power to to help you get there." Uh, trick fucking question, Tangina. Knowledge is power. 
So <laughs> you're a little convoluted in your in your speech there, aren't you? That's it. That's all I got. That's that, we're done. We're done. We don't have to talk about oh, this shit whoop. fest anymore. All right. Oh man, I felt like taking a poop. Oof. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. <laughs> All right, so Scott, what did you watch this week? Oh man, um, I watched the Final Girls, and it was really fun. All right, that's yeah, it. Looks really we're, good. Well, yeah, we're not going to really get into discussing that right now because we're probably going to spend forty-five minutes discussing it in a couple weeks. Uh, I've just been watching Gravity Falls, and okay. I've been enjoying that a lot. It's it's a lot. It, I don't. It's it's Is that rated to Cherry at least Falls, in Canada. Or no, no, unfortunately. Oh, uh, well, actually, fortunately. No, it's not related in any kind of way, shape, or form. It's a, it's a cartoon. It's on like the Disney Channel or something like that. In Canada, our rating system is a little weird when it comes to children's shows. So we have something called Youth 7, which means that 7 years old and up are allowed to watch the show. Some of the shit that happens in the show is 10 times scarier than anything that happens in Poltergeist 3. So I don't well, know why you would be... Yeah, that's really not saying much. Um, I don't know why you'd let small children watch it, but but I I've been enjoying it a lot. It's a very uh, it's got a lot of very adult humor, a lot of horror references and sci-fi references. Um, so I've been really liking that a lot, and I would suggest it to anybody that you know watches a lot of cartoons like I do. So, so I've got a couple quick ones. I watched the movie The. <laughs> did you just did you just close yourself back up into the body bag, Adam? Or... <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. One sec. <laughs> This, oh, everything will be explained in one second. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Weird Ass Movie Night, we watched the 1980s roller disco musical, The Apple, which oh, man. was only made... So nice. Yeah, which was only made more amazing to me when I, after everyone left, popped in the documentary... Uh, Electric Boogaloo, based on Adam's recommendation, and there's a huge chunk of that doc dedicated to how much of a massive flop the Apple was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, I don't know that anybody, well, they expected it to be a, a success, but they were riddled with cocaine psychosis at that yeah, point. So. Dude, that documentary is pretty fucking fantastic. Uh, oh, I, it's so fucking good. Like, really, everybody needs to watch it. Like, if you like bad movies... You're going to love this just for the fact that they take all the worst movies that they ever made and condense down just the best scenes and shit. So you get to watch all these bad movies all condensed together. It's so fucking Oh, I, I mean, you know my love of bad movies. I have such a long list of films that I need to see from watching Electric Boogaloo. There's sequence about uh, the greatest of all the Superman movies, The Quest for Peace, is phenomenal. <laughs> but finally, the movie that I watched this week... Is the Quest for Peace... That's Nuclear Man, part four. Oh, God! <laughs> We've already talked about this before. It's yeah, great. but Matt, call it, Matt, Matt did call it by its full proper title, the greatest Superman movie, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. you got to <laughs> add that up. Uh, is that, 
and and then was the 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 TV version of that movie was that was um Greatest American Hero, right? Yeah, pretty much same <laughs> same production level. Uh, I know. <laughs> but I oh, also... did they take uh, did they take an elevator to the moon? In Greatest American Hero? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, one I of know, these but days they did. We got to do like once a year just one non-horror movie, and I am all about doing an episode on Superman Ford. I will Please, not watch it. If, if that's okay with you, I'll just like go on my five-year, I think maybe seven years since I actually watched that whole, whole movie. Um, anyway, uh, so... If, if we open up the floor to that, there's going to be like vicious fights about which movies to watch. <laughs> Uh, so the last movie I watched this week was called Tantira Killer Shark. I love Killer Shark movies, and I heard about this particular one being uh, particularly interesting in its awfulness. Uh, and it's really, it's a Spanish film, and it's about these two dudes who just, like, managed to convince American tourists to have three ways with them over and over and over again on their houseboat. But, like, every single time... But every single time that they bang a girl, she, like, goes for a midnight skinny dip and gets eaten by the same shark. And then they're finally like, this shark's eating up all our bitches, and, like, decides to hunt it and kill it. But, like, it should be, like, a comedic short film, but instead it's a two-hour-long drama, and it's ridiculous. I don't really recommend it to anybody. But, uh, you know, I watched it once, so that seems to be enough. You're a true masochist <laughs> when it comes to watching shit movies. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I may have forced my masochism on the uh, two of you for next week's movie. Fuck you, Saul! <laughs> it was so bad! We won't say anything about it until it comes out. Oh, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> there's, a, there's a fucking reason that I'm drinking, because I'm trying to, like, really get ready for that podcast. <laughs> Oh, God, you're going to be drunk for a week. (laughs) That was Portergeist 3, everybody. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, you can send us suggestions on what movies you think that we should be watching. Just send those emails to hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Now, we're going to... Title! Title! Carolyn! All the gaps! (laughs) Uh, we will be having a special Halloween episode next week. We won't say what movie we're watching, but... You will see it on Saturday. We're releasing it that morning. Halloween morning, there will be an episode waiting for you. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you're the only one. <laughs> uh, so come and check out the next week's episode of Horror Movie Night. And don't forget, please, send us suggestions. Send us emails. Tell us about your Carol Ann's and how much you Carol Ann your Carol Ann. And how you Carol the Ann's out of them. Uh, so send those emails again at HMN podcast at gmail.com
Hey, fuckos. Yo. Are you guys ready? Yep. Alright, you fucking... This, this intro is so ridiculous. Do you, do you need a second to go over no, it? Like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna see how this goes. I'm just right. gonna, I'm just gonna hey. read this thing. Yo! Scott? Scott, can you hear us? Scotty. <laughs> oh, nothing. I, I guess not. What the shit? Where are you, Scott? He's writing back. Hold on a second. Can you hear us now? Was it you making that sound? No, that's Scott still. Where? What the shit's going on? Did he just get home invaded? <laughs> oh, dropped out. Back in. Scott, now. You hear us. Stop making those noises. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what is going on? It sounds like a murder over there. Uh, I can hear you now. Okay, what the what fuck? The Did you just get poltergeisted? <laughs> is that what's going on there? Dude, I was getting some ghost sex. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? We just hear like doors closing and like... <laughs> Weird hissing noises and shit. That was me uh, climaxing. Oh, oh okay. Come, come through the mirror, Scott. Come to us. Be on the podcast. Caroline! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I want to... No. I, I wanna... all, all I'm going to say on this entire fucking episode is, Caroline! <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys ready? We're here to... Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 